Cheers, y'all. Well, 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 well. That's such a welcome sound. Welcome, my friends. Well, it is, it's a welcoming sound. It's designed to welcome people once again to our little radio program called Smoking and Toasting. We are all about crappier fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars and hearing the well-well in the echo. I like that. Uh, welcome to show number 133, live from B&B Lemon. We've talked a lot about B&B Lemon on the show. But we've never actually come here to do a live broadcast until today. So we are live on Facebook. If you're checking us out on Facebook, by the way, please do share it with your friends. And uh, quite frankly, even Don't if you're checking us out after the fact, please share it with your friends. Absolutely, we absolutely. we appreciate that. Uh, today's show is number 133. We will be talking about signature cocktails at B&B Lemon. And uh, Chastity will be joining us. Chastity is the... Uh, head bartender here at uh, Lemon, and she'll be uh, she'll be serving up some fine cocktails. They they already we, yeah said, we don't know what we're bringing. They, they already said some right? title of a cocktail. Go, oh, we got to do that one. So um, so they oh, so they have, have an have idea of where they're headed, but I don't know uh, exactly what it's going to be. So we'll just look forward to that, and she'll explain it in in uh, in due time. B and B Lemon. Uh, by the way, we're brought to you by B and B Butchers and Restaurant. Uh, we're right across the street from the 1814 Washington Avenue location. Uh, they're also in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, and then we're here at B and B Lemon, which again is right across the street from uh, the Houston B and B location, and is something of a. Uh, how would you describe it? It's kind of pub like. Uh, it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, uh, it's, like, it's like a B and B take on a pub. So you get your high end cocktails and yeah. uh, and drinks and stuff. It's not not a dive bar by any means. Yeah, it's very friendly, very uh, very welcoming. Food's uh, great. Not um, a dive bar, and I think you'll get that impression once we start talking. Specialty cocktails that this is definitely well, not a just, dive bar. But. We just found out that they have a brunch now, too. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, on, they just uh, started on the weekends, the right? Yeah. a few weeks ago. And, uh, and I have an example of the menu here, so we might have to read some of those things uh, off. Well, maybe maybe poetically. Poetically, yeah. yes. Maybe you could read them, you know, like how they do mean tweets on uh, on late night TV. Maybe you could do do it sort of like in a particular style or whatever. Style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I was thinking more like. More like uh, more beatnik, maybe. Oh, I like you that know? sort of a beat poet uh, right, sort right. of a vibe. You, you've got a little <laughs> bit of that air about you. you I need I need more uh, more small triangle goatee yeah. to make well, that happen. You, but I can do it. But you've got the wireless mic. You've got the beat poet thing going, so it could, it could work. It could work. B uh, B Lemon is a uh, uh, a nice small establishment. It's not mm-hmm. uh, you know the the regular B and B restaurants pretty big, but. Uh, uh, but B&B Lemon is small, and so uh, it's a very cozy sort of place to come and drink and enjoy some cocktails. And, of course, the, the bar is, you know, well-equipped, just like at B&B. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, uh, so, so it's a good situation. they got this covered patio outside with the heaters and everything. So. <laughs> yep. So we'll be talking cocktails. We'll be uh, smoking some cigars. I see you've, uh, you've got one of my favorites in your hand there. Ian. Well, I don't know where I got this cigar. It isn't A.J. Fernandez. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder where that might have come from. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the one you laid on me earlier. So, uh, yeah, I figured I'd try this. I haven't tried the New World it's by New AJ World. Fernandez. Yeah, it yeah. looks fantastic. I think you'll enjoy the, that. The uh, construction on this looks amazing. It's just a, it's kind of a dark uh, chocolatey brown. It's Definitely a box very press. box yep. press, very mm-hmm. square edge kind of box press, which just looks super well made. Yeah, and so, uh, nice and firm all the way around. While you were admiring that earlier, 
I used that opportunity to sneak a cigar out of your little uh, La Polina travel humidor. just like one of the cigars I had yeah, in my little La Polina travel humidor. one of the cigars you had in your La Polina travel humidor. Uh, this is the Southern Draw Soli Deo Gloria. Did I say that right? Soli Deo Gloria. I believe so. All right. And it's that is the, the Cedrus. Cedrus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Cedrus? Is it Cedrus or Cedrus? Cedrus, I think. All right. Yeah, Cedrus? Cedrus? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all I know is you smoked it and talked about it on the show before, and you yes, actually raved yes, about I it. I absolutely love that cigar. Mm-hmm. I've had quite a few of those yeah, uh, well, since then. So. I can tell you that the pre-light sniff on this thing is just absolutely and that's, loaded with promise. That's a know? unique cigar compared to what I normally get, because you know, normally I'm dark chocolatey Maduro. Mm-hmm, like That's just mm-hmm. kind of where I live. Kind of your uh, neck of the woods. that one yes. is woody. I mean, yes. it is deliciously yes. woody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it already. Yeah, I'm loving it already. <laughs> uh, so a lot going on in the show. We're going to be trying some very, in, in addition to the uh, signature cocktails from here at B&B, we're trying some very interesting beers. Uh, on the last several shows, we've tried a lager, and we're going to keep that trend going this week with a lager called Tropic Thunder. It's from our friends at Stone, mm-hmm. and Stone, so known for their ales, particularly their IPAs. Uh, so it would be interesting to see Stone's take on a lager, and that that's It's going to we'll be, be like the biggest lager ever. It probably will be. <laughs> I mean, now, we Stone. Had, you know, we had the, uh, uh, was it the No Label uh, lager on mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago? And that thing was just delicious. I mean, it was full and juicy and and uh, had a really nice hot balance to it. Not what you traditionally expect from a lager. And uh, I think this is a real trend. We, we read a lot that in 2018 we were going to see a real sort of a push for loggers. Yeah. I don't remember seeing as much of it as I was expecting, but now they seem to be... Or maybe maybe some of these have been around since you know middle of twenty eighteen, and they're just kind of coming into my uh, into my view. I don't know. Well, but. so I think no, I think the trend is that there there's a lot more loggers. I think uh, consumers have reached a point with their palate where they've had the biggest of the big, and they've had you know the 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 macro brews and everything. And right. They want something that's a little more sessionable. Doesn't it feel like people are looking for balance? Now? Yeah, something yeah. a little more sessionable that you can have, you know, a six-pack over the course of a day and not be, mm-hmm. you know, walking at 45 degrees out the door. And we've talked about the Lagunitas Daytime IPA. Yeah, that's How delicious one. it is and very crushable. I mean, it's uh, fewer calories than a Bud I've, Light. I've actually bought quite a few six-packs of that. It's delicious yeah, and yeah. delicious and lower calories. So it's and I've got a, some, uh, last time I was in Austin, I've got some friends out there that do uh, uh, triathlons all the time. Time, and they're always looking for a lower calorie mm-hmm. drink. So I brought a six pack over to their place, and they were absolutely loving it. Think about it for just a few calories more than a Michelob Ultra yeah. and less than a Bud Light, you can enjoy an actual good tasting, balanced IPA. Yeah. And that's what, you know, and those guys don't sponsor us. It's just something we tried and we loved. So, um, so speaking of sponsors, though, before I get too far from this. <clears throat> B and B, we talk all the time about their bacon. We just tried uh, right before the show started the Parmesan bacon uh, appetizer. That's like the third or fourth iteration of bacon they have. Yeah, and, it's and, and uh, here at here at B and B Lemon, and I'm just going to say it's just wrong. If it's it was wrong half, on every level. If it was half as good as it is, it would still be amazing. It would still be awesome. Like they, I know. Everything after half as good as it actually is is wasted because it's just way too good. Oh, I don't know if it's wasted because it's <laughs> awesome. So we recommend that highly if you're uh, if you're here at uh, B&B Lemon. So we are out on the porch here where we'll be able to uh, enjoy a cigar in a few moments. But let me tell you about the rest of the beers. Uh, <clears throat> El Segundo Brewing from El Segundo, California. 
We'll be tasting a double IPA of El Segundo's called Surfin' Bird. Surfin' Bird. And it does have a bird on a surfboard on the, uh, on the label. Now, that doesn't bother me, but I will tell you this. I searched the label diligently before bringing it on the show to make sure it didn't say anywhere on the label, bird is the word. Because <laughs> I absolutely, we're doing great, man. Thank you. Uh, because Thanks, I Eric. absolutely hate that song. And I don't hate many songs. I really don't. Like, like I'm, I'm very, I like to think of myself as very open-minded musically. But I hate bird is the word. <laughs> I hate hang on sloopy. Stupidest song. What about like the banana fan of faux fan? I'll song. see. I'll even handle that. I'll even handle that. But no bird is the word. No, no hang on, Sloopy. You had to. And, you had to hate that uh, Family Guy episode oh, where they kept going. Oh back yeah. To oh, it was awful. It was awful. Uh, and so no uh, bird is the word. No hang on, Sloopy, and nothing by Cardi B. Uh, 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 other than that, I'm I'm pretty good. You know, oh, I'm, I'm easy. I'm easy. So, uh, anyway. Uh, I was thinking, would we sound more modern if we just ran both of these mics through auto-tune at all times? Oh, yes. Especially yours because you've got the uh, wireless, the wireless adapter there. And you, uh, you, could, you could just go right into the auto-tune and, and then right out. By wireless uh, adapter, what he really means is that there's no wire attached to my microphone. Yeah, see? Whereas I am connected to the world with my wire here. By connected, he means tied down like a yeah, slave. Yeah, pretty, pretty much like that. Uh, <laughs> from Fort George Brewing, Ian, I have brought something that I'm really excited to be able to, to uh, spring on you. It's the Russian Imperial Stout from Fort George Brewing, which is Astoria, Oregon. And it's called From Astoria with Love. That's awesome. Yes, and so I'm really looking forward to that. So we've got a lot Astoria to talk about. A uh, cigar smoking competition was just held. They did not break the record. The FDA has proposed new guidelines for introducing new cigars and Beverly Hills. I'm so excited about this. Do you remember we uh, talked on a show a couple a yeah. couple of shows ago about how Beverly Hills was banning sales of all tobacco products? And right. this would mean that our friends there at the uh, at the cigar lounge where mm -hmm. we did the live show in Beverly Hills would have to close. Beverly Hills has now voted to exempt cigar lounges. From the tobacco sale ban. Somebody yeah. in California actually saw a reason. So the Buena Vista Cigar There's Club. There's hope for, for life, yeah. Yep, the Buena Vista Cigar Club will remain open because outside of the Buena Vista Cigar Club and a couple of other uh, locations, it's like Ian always describes when you're trying to smoke in California. It's easy. You just you don't smoke anywhere outside or inside. Yeah. Anywhere else, else, not a problem. You're all good. Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, so anyway, we'll have the story for you, uh, and we'll be uh, talking with Chastity, who I saw already brought some delicious-looking oh, look cocktails that. out. Woo like, we're looking at them from across the patio, yeah, and they yeah. look amazing. So i tell you what we'll do. We'll take a quick break. We'll uh, light up our cigars, and we'll uh, get ready to talk to Chastity about, uh, about some cocktails here. Live at B&B &B Lemon, this is Smoking and Toasting. It's show number 133, Signature Cocktails, and we're going to try to get Chastity to tell us how to make these. Uh, so we'll see if we can <laughs> she, create these at home. Pry some she's of the secrets out of her. Yeah, she's already laughing like, yeah, you, you're not going to make this at home. Uh, we'll be right back at Smoking and Toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. It's show number 133. We are live at B&B &B Lemon, which um, has... Uh, been open uh, less than a year. Chastity, mm -hmm. how, how long? Uh, when did it open? Uh, November. November. Of November. Okay. Mm -hmm. November. Okay. So, uh, so I came here, and I've mentioned this on the show before. I came here once in the middle of winter. My uh, my good friend Dave was here. 
visiting and we were looking for a place to go and just you know grab something to munch on and gra- uh, grab a drink or two uh, and we wound up over here and at that time we didn't come outside because it was really cold that day but outside the window we could see this little lemon tree with a huge lemon on it one lemon. and it made me so hopeful <laughs> there was something about it that just spoke to the fact that the cold weather would be over soon and we that could... That one's uh, got one on it over there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, does it? Oh, sure does. All right. <laughs> well, this is good. So, um, Chastity, welcome to the show. Hi. Uh, so, uh, have you been here since uh, since B&B opened? Yes, I okay. have. And, uh, and you are, the, uh, you are the, the main bartender in charge. Is that correct? Yes. Right. Uh, I am actually the face of BB Lemon, the as face. Ben Berg calls All right. it. All right. <laughs> well, that works. That totally works. Well, so you can come in now. You know her by name, so you can walk in and go, Chastity, and like, you know, make her think, "Who is this person?" Do I My know hair may be different. Do I yeah, know yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Chastity, uh, were you involved with creating the drinks on the uh, menu, or was that already created and you had to c- come in and learn how to make them? So these were created by Monique Hernandez, okay. our beverage coordinator. I actually worked with her previously at our last job, Field and Ties, where okay. she was also a beverage mm-hmm. coordinator, and she is perfect at what she does she does wow. classic cocktails and puts little spins on it i just want to point out that my guidance counselor in school never mentioned the words beverage coordinator uh-huh. never <laughs> never came out of her mouth i didn't see that in college uh no no and, I, and i'm still a little bitter about it i have to i have to be honest you can make uh, it a thing so uh so right. chassis how uh, i i love to try to mix drinks at home mm-hmm. and some of my drinks are okay and, and some of them are not nearly as good as I, what you mean. I just want to pause this. I've gotten really good at mixing drinks at home. I start with whiskey, and yeah. sometimes I add water or ice. Okay. It turns out great every well, time. Okay. All right, so I'm with you there. I, I totally am. But when trying to make something like, like, why can't I make a... Is that a mojito? That is not a mojito. Okay. There's our Uptown looks, Kiss. It looks... Uh, it's, I'm sorry, what? Uptown, Uptown Kiss. Kiss. Right. Well, I can't make a... We'll, we'll get to that, but I can't make a good Makes mojito to save my life. Songs. Like, I really, I really want to be... What, is is there a secret, and is it is it following recipes exactly? Is that, is that what the secret that is? That really? is very. Monique is very very specific about her craft cocktails being okay. very spot on, very consistent, and you have to be very precise with them. Okay, so let's start <laughs> with the uptown. What what is it? An uptown? uptown kiss. Uptown, uptown kiss. kiss. What what is in this exactly? And it does look exactly like a mojito visually, right? Okay, so like I said, she does a, a classic, a spin on classic cocktail. So mm-hmm. that's like a spin on the classic Tom Collins. So okay. you have uh, Tito's vodka. You have our homemade almond syrup, which is our orja, uh, crushed mint, and a little bit of Topo Chico, and okay. a splash of citrus. All right, so Lime let's back up. Juice. Here's here's why I fail with cocktails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> homemade almond syrup. Yeah. How the hell do you make homemade almond syrup? It's a process. <laughs> oh, it is I'm a process. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure. You blanch well, you, like, almonds. Crush the. You blanch the almonds with, and crush them mm-hmm. up, and then you blanch them in the put pot. Put them in a food processor. Yeah. What do you do? Really? Wow. Literally now, that. Does, does this need to be uh, sipped through the straw, or can I pour some in a glass and get the same? I would probably say sip it through a straw because right. we eat, shake it and then we. And then that's how it has it. to be tried. Mm-hmm. Then. And so this is most similar to a Tom Collins. Yes. What we might know. All right, Ian, so go for it. So we, no, no, you go for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh. go find a straw. Oh, he's gonna find a second oh, straw. Okay, have done that. that's all right. That's all right. We'll make it. So, do you make these um, one glass at a time? Absolutely. Okay, oh, and is that true for all your uh, signature mm-hmm. cocktails? Yes, all right, and and uh, couple, is there anything 
Is there anything about that that's important? In other words, could we make a picture of these if we got the if we got the recipe right, or does it really need to be one in the glass? You probably could make a batch, but yeah. it's just our crafting and making it right. one by one makes You're it very special. You're used to this specific sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh, way that it's balanced, and and I would say that probably like anything, it comes with practice too. Like exactly. the more you make this. The better you'll do, and it's pretty, and it is. It's beautiful, yeah. <laughs> right, this huge uh, sprig of mint here. Are we mm-hmm. going to do this yeah. at the same time? Uh, like, no, uh, no. You you go like, for it like first. A cute so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the, with the lady in the tram. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, you go for it it's first. Very refreshing so. cocktail. Wow! Wow! That is like outside on a summer day, mm-hmm. right there. Exactly that. I love the mint wow. just follows through, and it's not too sweet either. Mm-hmm. Nope. No, the Topo Chico gives it that wonderful sort of thirst quenching uh-huh. bubbliness. But it's got just, wow, just a wonderful, like you said, the mint follows the flavor yeah. and stays with it. Do you muddle any mint in this, or do you well, just you, stick it in well, the Well, you slap it, you know, to get the oils out, mm-hmm. and then shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Shake it. Wow. <laughs> and you use the, the super crushed ice, so it's super cold. Yes, yeah, what people call the good ice. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you about this. Like, a, a lot of times when I will uh, will be out having drinks, I'll go for... You know, for a whiskey or a tequila mm-hmm. or a rum, because I wind up sipping those and it moves slower. With this, this is so delicious. Like, I want to just oh, drink yeah. the whole I've thing. I've seen people just yeah. chug that thing like so it's water. So how much alcohol, uh, you said Tito's Vodka, how much is in this? Like, in other words, if I had two how, or how three of these, would I, yeah. If you have two or three, you should be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, and you're not mixing them real heavy. <laughs> no, they're right. not really heavy. Like, yeah, because I don't really taste a lot of vodka in there. I'm tasting the. No, there's enough to let you know that yeah. it's there, but it's not. Right. It's not real heavy. Which yeah. I if think you had a, a Manhattan, lot of times, then you may be on your <laughs> right. Well, I think a lot of times a drink like that's a good one to go uh, to go in on because you can have a few more that way rather right. than you know just two. And it's a very good point. And we're in Houston, Texas, so it's always hot. Most yes. likely. So. I was going to say this must be hugely popular or will be mm-hmm. in the summer because this will be your first summer open. Right? Absolutely, this yeah. is our one of our most popular cocktails. I, that I, on our, on I, our I believe it. That's well, that's delicious. The Uptown Kiss. Uptown, Uptown Kiss. Kiss. Oh, that totally works. I totally, totally want to sing the Billy Joel song. Yeah. Uh, well, well, <laughs> all right. So I tell you what, let's do. Let's let's try one more in this segment, and then we'll uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and and keep Chastity over a little extra time here. Uh, now this one looks like it's in a martini glass. Mm-hmm. A coupe, old school coupe. Old school coupe. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, what What is this with the uh, twist of lemon we see on the side? So there? that is our Bell of the Ball, our, probably our number one Bell selling of the Ball. That's what you guys mentioned yes. when we talked about it earlier. You, you both looked at each mm-hmm. other and went, Bell of the Ball. Boom. All right, so let's <laughs> talk about it. What are, we, uh, what are we tasting when we taste the Bell of the Ball? Okay, once again, uh, fr- a spin on the classic French 75, LB Forge Gin. Oh, okay, a French 75's mm-hmm. gotten really popular in the past mm-hmm. few years, right? Very popular. So yeah. you have your forged in, you have lemon juice, uh, homemade lavender simple syrup, and top with Prosecco. Okay, so let's just back up. <laughs> homemade lavender simple syrup. Mm-hmm. How do you make that? So you blanch some lavender seeds and... So lavender sugar. seeds. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let them steep overnight. And it has a nice little. See, I always feel like I'm really doing something if I just like <laughs> put some pineapple chunks in vodka and set it on the counter for a few days. You ago. are. You Look are. Look at what I'm doing. Uh, but I don't. I've never blanched lavender seeds <laughs> and let them like uh, overnight. They drink them. Yeah. You know. Oh. So I'm gonna have an issue if my wife watches this show. Yeah. She's gonna, we're gonna be up here this weekend. She's yes. gonna be like, I this have to try style this. Of this drink, is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, she'll yeah. be so. 
so hundred percent on that. What kind of gin did you say this uh, is? Ford's gin. Mm-hmm. Ford's is a very very good gin. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's, that's deli- also mm-hmm. very refreshing. Mm-hmm. I mean, here you start with a couple of things that are really perfect summer drinks because they've got such a refreshing quality to them, and again, two that I would say. It'd be easy to just down these Your very, very quickly. Your beverage coordinator but. has a great palate for not making things too sweet. Yeah. Because a lot of They're these... They're well-balanced drinks. A lot of times cocktails, and depending on where you get them, sometimes they're just so, so sweet. It's I agree. Just, ah, you can't get it out I of agree. your mouth for a while, you know? <laughs> they'll use so much of the simple syrup, or they'll use some, some sweeter things in the mix that, that really do, you're right, kind of leave you with that yeah. you know, feeling. <laughs> but neither of these drinks are that way. They're wonderfully tart. And and yet there's still that sweetness that cuts mm-hmm. it, so it doesn't become like a sour uh, sort of a thing. It's not yeah, like an like amaretto sour or, or a lemonade or something. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, exactly. Well, that's absolutely. So walk me through this again. Forged gin, uh-huh. a little bit of uh, lavender simple syrup, lavender uh, simple syrup. Lemon You've juice. got some in your cabinet at home. Just use yeah, that, of course. Uh, uh, lim- <laughs> uh, lemon juice, lemon juice, and okay. top with a little bit of prosecco. A little bit of prosecco, yeah. interesting. That is outstanding. Uh, it really is. The prosecco gives it a little fizz and, and gives it that, you know, that refreshing quality. Yes. Wow. Wow. Very, very good, dangerous drinks. Very. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very much so. So, all right. I tell you what. You're here. Let's try this third one. Mm-hmm. That way, we don't have to keep you too long. Yeah, because you still have to work. Yeah, because you do. Unfortunately, you do yes. have to work for a living. Um, <laughs> so this one look is how beautiful. That is, and I want to just really show this to the camera. That is gorgeous. Like it almost looks like a lava lamp. Uh, is what it looks like. What is this one called? So that's our uh, all the king soldiers. All the king soldiers. Mm-hmm. I love this idea yeah. already. Uh, Classic New York sour. Okay. The twist. Like the now, is this, is this a sipper or a straw or what's the best way to approach this? A sipper. You didn't, yeah, you didn't, sipper, uh, yeah. you didn't yeah. serve with a straw, so yeah. I'm assuming it's meant drink. to be sipped. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and is this uh, uh, egg white? Okay, so, so if you're allergic to eggs, please don't drink that. <laughs> so you do it like a, like a um, gin fizz kind of. You just shake it. Yeah. Shake. Right, until it's shake. And this shake is the all the king's horses? Is that what you said? All the king's soldiers. All the king's soldiers. Man, look how cool that looks. Yeah. That is a beautiful cocktail. Delicious, beautiful cocktail, and you know we're losing straws. There. Um, uh, that was the last straw. That no, wait, there's one more. This is the last straw. I just wanted to say that it, it, it sounded very. This cruise is it the sounded last very action movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, I just lost the last straw. Okay, so now this one strikes me as a more, although it's again very easy to drink. But it strikes me as, uh, as a little more spirit forward mm-hmm. uh, than the last two, would you say? Well, this has a very whiskey forward mm-hmm. flavor to it. And it's come. funny because it's it's very pretty. friendly looking and pretty, <laughs> yeah. yes. Almost frou-frou looking, uh, but yes. I'm not afraid to hold it because so, so, I know it's whiskey. So how do you make this one? So that one is actually one of my favorites because it has my favorite bourbon, which is Bullet. Oh. Uh, it's yeah. hard to not like Bullet. Exactly. So you have some bullet, uh, regular Bullet, I'm sorry, Frontier, with uh, some lemon juice, uh, egg white, some homemade turbinado syrup, and top with some red wine. Oh, with red wine. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I can taste that in there yeah, now, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Very, very interesting. Um, I so, noticed you're stacking these up in front of me. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the man with the wireless mic. Are you mic, giving me so. a ride later? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Chastity, let me ask you this. When you're, obviously, this is, making these is what you're doing mm-hmm. for your job. So you're in, you're behind the bar, people are ordering these things, you're making them up, you're serving them. Now, let's say you're off work, you go out with your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. 
Are you going to drink cocktails? Are you going to drink uh, spirits? Are you a beer person? What? So I am actually a very, as you say, basic person when it comes to my drinking. Yeah. I drink Bud Light and I drink rye on the rocks. Well, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> applaud you for the rye on the rocks. <laughs> I do bullet rye on the rocks and bullet Bud Light. Bullet rye on the rocks. That's that's tough to that's tough to argue with. <laughs> well, uh, these are absolutely delicious, and you mentioned that your beverage director. You know, basically came up with the recipes for these. Mm-hmm. How long does it take you, as the bartender, to to perfect making them? In other words, how many did you make before you went? Okay, I got it. Okay, so I actually was I perfected all of them except for that one the first couple weeks. Except because, for all the king soldiers. Yes, because I was putting far too much wine in it, and she caught me one day. And Monique is very vocal when you're doing something bad. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Chastity, what is this? And eventually, I got a whole. Uh, Hang of it, and now they're flawless. Wow. Well, <laughs> the, all three of these are spectacular. All very different from each other mm-hmm. uh, and absolutely spectacular. How many specialty cocktails are on your menu? I mean, obviously, I can come and order a martini or a margarita or something like that, but but how many things do you have specialty cocktail-wise on the we menu? We have eight specialty cocktails. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, Well, that's going to keep us busy for a while, Ian. <laughs> well, we're three down. We're three down. I'm at the bar right now, All so right. you can come try them. <laughs> All right. Well, Chassie, thank you. We appreciate you doing Same. this and being on the show. Thank you so much. And and, uh, and um, uh, by all means, finish those. Last, last <laughs> question. If you're a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and I know that you know how to make great cocktails, and I invite you over to the house for a party, and there's people all over the place, is it bad form to ask you if you would get back and mix up something wonderful? That happens almost every single party but, I go to. But is it bad form? Not I, at I, all. I would think it would be. It'd be <laughs> like, you know, you don't want to... You know, you don't want to bring the. Uh, I know you're off work, the, but do you mind working over? It's well, different because I can just, over. you know, drink and the drinks don't have to be too perfect if I'm out with my friends. Right, right. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is it's not. We're not like stepping over a line. Somewhere. Absolutely not. Going, and most hey, times I'll just put a tip jumping. jar out there anyway, so uh, you know it works geez. out. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's Chastity. awesome. It's not bad for him to ask. That's right. If you don't mind, I put a chip jar out. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. Available yeah. for weddings, anything. Uh, I love it. Well, these are fantastic. We will enjoy uh, drinking the rest of these. And uh, thank you so much for uh, showing us uh, showing us what these drinks are about. Thank you, guys. We're doing specialty cocktails at B&B Lemon. And we haven't gotten to the beers yet, so we're going to try some Stone Tropic Thunder Lager in our next segment. That sounds awesome. Uh, plus, we'll be telling you about some place that I think... Ian, we're going to have to plan a road trip to. The Museum of Beer is opening in San Diego. That sounds and awesome. We're very excited. So we'll uh, get to that coming up. It's Smoking and Toasting, show number 133. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, it's show number 133. We are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. In the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, and we are live today at B and B's Pub, which is B and B Lemon, right, right across, across the, street. the street. Yeah, from the from the Houston. Location. As a matter of fact, I can see. I'm looking through the front door, and I can see the B and B Butcher sign mm-hmm. right there. So you know, there's bacon yeah. in, in the uh, uh, in the vicinity, basically. So they have they have Parmesan bacon here. Then they have the Chef Tommy's bacon. They have the lamb bacon, and they've got that crazy three bacon appetizer too. Yeah, that's just B and B. So yeah, bacon is so good, uh, amazingly. Um, so we're out on the uh, uh, on the pal- uh, the patio. Or, uh, there is an outdoor area out here. It's actually nice when the breeze blows. It's mm-hmm. a little humid here today because we had some rain earlier. 
Uh, but it's very nice out here. And then uh, the inside of the uh, of the pub is great as well. I'd like to clarify that statement for anybody watching this show that's not in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little humid today because we had rain earlier. Most places, when it rains, it cools down. It clears that humidity out? Yeah, not so much. Not here. When yeah, it rains so here, it's just hotter yes, <laughs> and more right. humid. And more humid. Uh, but we're here because this is what we do. So... Uh, We'll sacrifice and drink the cocktails. We're taking this one for the team. Yes, that's right. We'll sacrifice and and drink the cocktails. Um, Ian, uh, we didn't mention, you mentioned this in the break, but we haven't talked yet about what you and I did on uh, Saturday. You and uh, your wife, my wife and I, and uh, Adam, our producer, and his wife, Mm -hmm. all attended the Houston Whiskey Social uh, for 2019. And uh, I was just curious your thoughts about the social, what you... Uh, well, I'd, I'd like to ad- address one thing that Christopher Hart posted earlier. He said, did you guys have fun? I didn't even... Har- I, I hardly even saw you guys. Well, first off, Chris, you were running around like a madman taking care of any- anything. And if you well, it's work think for back... Him, right? right? And if you think back to every time you had a bottle in your hand and you were pouring, I was there. <laughs> I was the, there. With... with- Glenn I might have just stretched. been a glass in the crowd, yes, but I was right. there, I promise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the great things about the social is, in addition to having all of the booths with the whiskeys, and there were some rums, and uh, there, was, uh, there were a couple of breweries, uh, but in addition to all those places you could go and get a drink, if you watched for Chris to come walking through the crowd, he would have bottles in his hand and would be pouring them into people's glasses. And at one point he walked by, and I go, oh, what is this? He goes... Oh, it's a Pappy, and went on to uh, <coughs> describe how rare the particular uh, bottle of Pappy was that he had with him. But it was a Pappy Van Winkle, and honestly, it may have been the greatest thing I tasted the whole time we were there. <laughs> it was amazing. There were so many good things, uh, good things there. I, I can't believe what a beautifully affordable way to try. You know, I, how there's hundreds of whiskeys there, and, and there's rums, and there's other things as well, and then they have food, and they have. Cigars and they have all these other things and I think how much were the were the um, the uh, VIP tickets were 150. I think that's right. Some, somewhere uh, I, I could be. It, does, it doesn't even that, matter but, yeah. if, they, if if they and they weren't. They were much cheaper than this. But if they were two hundred dollars, you still you would have to be standing still inside that place, facing the wall to not get your money's worth. Oh, absolutely. I'll I'll tell you um, the diplomatico. Rum table. Oh yeah, it was one of the uh, one of the first places I went. My wife loves rum, and so I said, "Let's find you some rum," because we were surrounded by whiskey. And she's okay with whiskey, but she prefers rum. So we go to the Diplomatico table, and they had all these different bottles here, these different iterations. Uh, of course, I immediately went to what I believe was a twenty six year. Uh, it was the most aged rum that they had there, and <laughs> right to the top. It. Yeah, when we started right at the top. Uh, tasted it. It was absolutely amazingly fantastic. And um, I don't. I'm going to get the number wrong, but I asked the uh, the uh, girl who was pouring there at the table what the retail price of the bottle was, and it was it was between three and five hundred dollars. I don't remember the exact number now. Yeah. How much? Five sixty. Adam remembers. So yeah. I was wrong. It was more than five hundred dollars a bottle if you were to buy this rum. Now the chances of me going into the store and actually, especially if I hadn't tried it, plunking that kind of money down for a bottle of rum are pretty slim. And yet there I was, and there I came back again to the table and tried more later. 
more and than it's still once, there. and yeah. it's still there. And I thought, I am so getting like if you were if you were pouring if you were having this poured for you at a bar, it would easily 80, be a uh, right a seventy, 80, eighty, ninety yeah. dollar pour. Yeah, and yet there we were getting our money's worth and in basically walking, one right you know, one like time. It's, you know? it's amazing, or one time with Chris walking around with whatever he's pouring. Like that right. was it was amazing. We yeah. Had, and then on top of that, so uh, when you pay to get in, you get a ticket and you get a cigar. Um, so you go outside to the cigar tent, and they had this great big patio area set up. They had cigars for sale out there. They had the uh, the um, the, uh, the Houston Whiskey Show social cigars that we right, talked one, about last the week. The one they did with uh, Room One Hundred and One, Matt Booth, right. and Stogies. Yes, they had uh, and they had uh, some Olivas, uh, Olivas. Why do I always do that? Olivas for sale. Trenton was there. He's so awesome. Uh, Jorge was there. We got an interview with Matt Booth from Room 101. Right, which we'll be passing was, along yeah, in a future episode. Was super exciting. Matt was great. Yeah. Was he really liked you, by the he, way. He apparently liked me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I told him we're going to have to take a picture and put it up and just say, Matt, Matt Booth likes bears. Yeah. And just leave it like that. But um, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about when you see the interview, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we had such a blast there. And, you know, I'm just watching people. There's No one's unhappy. Everyone's no, happy. It, it is it is a room full of happiness. And if even, you think about that. Even Alan Denny, with the one guy I saw that uh, that got sick, Alan Denny handled that with a plum and didn't look unhappy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I, I just want to say for the record, and you know, I realize that no one really cares about him, but I do. I think Alan's awesome and he's done you know, he's done a lot to help support our show, in addition to, you know, trying to crash it and be on more times than Chris. He's also done a lot. He's introduced us to a lot of great people. Yeah. Uh, helped us uh, get back to a nice uh, isolated room to be able to talk to Matt Booth that for a few really minutes. That was really nice, yeah. Uh, and Alan's just like, I mean, he's a solid guy. And, by the way, his company makes great cigars, E.P. Carrillo. So, yeah, it's hard, uh, to, it, yeah. it's hard to fault that, right? Yeah, it really is. You know, I'm so drinking- I had a, had a blast, and, and I will say this again. We've said it before. Easily, the Houston Whiskey Social is the best beverage event that I've been to. It's absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I can't believe how, uh, how affordable it is. I think, like I said, the tickets are like the VIP tickets. You get extra time and some extra stuff. They have, uh, they have uh, speakers and all kinds of other stuff going on. Also, mm-hmm. speaking of speakers, not, not people that speak, but I had to applaud Chris. I walked up to him at one point in time. I said, thank you so much for whoever you hired to, to do the sound. They brought great sounding speakers. Yeah. I can't stand it when I go to an event and the uh, sound and the music sounds like crap. Sucks. Yeah. No, yep. these guys were all top end speakers. The, the music, the ambient music, sounded great. It was easy to hear everybody on the PA. I th- they did. And you didn't have to shout job. to be you heard if you were having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was it was really really well done. The whole flow of the thing, like the flow from when you walked in the door. Now it gets a little tight getting through the door because everyone's really eager to get in. Once you get past the last, uh, the last uh, person that gives you the ticket for the mm-hmm. cigar, once you get past that, I mean, the room opens up. They had, they had a whole separate room in the back for food, um, and then they had the Texas room mm-hmm. right off to the left. Yeah, and, just... and it, was, it was all Texas craft, uh, uh, you know, small distillery mm-hmm. craft whiskeys. And, uh, boy, are there, uh, you know, Chris talked about this on the show last week. There's great things happening with Man, Texas, Texas craft whiskey, whiskey is becoming a hell of a thing. It really is. I mean, I'm so excited you know, about people it. talk about, you know, uh, about Tennessee yeah. whiskey. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to be excited about Texas whiskey. Yeah, we had you know? some great ones. And then, and then, you know, so this year, uh, as opposed to other ones, I was, we were talking about it earlier. I, um, I approached it a little different because I've tried a lot of these whiskeys before. Mm-hmm. 
So I didn't drink any of the things that I uh, already had previously tried. I just tried new stuff. Yes. And or special stuff. And I still would have gotten way more than my money's worth. Yes, absolutely. Like well, was, and, that, and that's the crazy thing is like you don't have to like hit every table mm-mm. in order to get your money's worth. You can actually be selective or you'd be like that choosing, one guy you know? that I saw that he didn't make it. <laughs> well, you know, there's got to be. A, he got a, Ubered out. One of my favorite moments, by the way, I don't know if you saw this or not. I don't think you were uh, uh, in my vicinity at that time. But I got to see Wade Woodard, the tater talk whiskey oh, expert, riding the bicycle that powered the blender. They were making some, uh, uh, what tasted like pina coladas, but they were made with uh, monkey shoulder. You do know you have a camera on there, right? Yeah, I know. I know. I was like, what I, were my, you thinking? Well, my hands were full. I had uh, some rum in one hand and uh, one of the pina That's coladas the in the other. That's the perfect time to go. Yeah, Hold my no, beer. Watch no, this. You're you're so right, and I uh, I, I stand corrected. Uh, I really do. I would kill for a picture of oh, Wade it was, on the machine. It was actually wonderful. And it, to be honest, my wife, being the sharper of our of our uh, two, uh, actually was going for hers, but he got off the bike. <laughs> and, and, uh, next time, was, Wade. Next time, we'll it, catch you. Yeah. No, we're getting it next time. No, Wade. he's so fun. Him and Gene Beck. Oh yeah. Gene Beck is just a character in the scene, and he boy is he a character. Uh, Ian, I'm reaching back into my bag of tricks here. Would you mind holding that? I know it has a oh, wire. Oh, oh, ah, this is, it's so heavy and weird, and I feel <laughs> bogged down and attached to tethered. To <laughs> you realize that you are being repetitive. You know that, right? Uh, uh, I brought up so the uh, this is all brought, Thunder. This is all brought from the fact that I, I bought this wireless unit for my microphone, uh-huh. and now I am so free and wonderful. Yes. It's, it's, that almost sounded like an ad for, like, feminine hygiene products. You ever get that not-so-clean feeling? <laughs> that not-so-free-and-wonderful feeling? That not so, so it's not-so-fresh feeling. Yes. <laughs> um, so we've cracked open, and Ian's going to do the pour on this. We've cracked open the Stone Tropic Thunder Lager. And, you know, I'll say this about Stone. I've never had – there's certainly some Stone products I've liked more than others. I've never had one that I didn't think – was fantastic. These guys have a track record that only maybe, I don't know, Dogfish Head, a few other select uh, uh, breweries have, have have been able to accomplish. And uh, Ian's uh, making sure we get some of that in the hands of our uh, producer on the Wheels of Steel, Adam. And then, uh, and then showing the can to Stone Tropic Thunder. I don't know, Ian, if this is for a limited time. I don't believe it is a seasonal. I'm hoping it's not. Uh, but we'll we'll see. So, all right. As you bring this back, let's let's do a little research, shall we? I'm waiting on you, uh, Mr. Eric. How it's, you doing? It's very citrusy on the nose. We're good at the moment. Thank yeah, you, sir. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we are sampling some nice beer, and I will say, service here at B and B. Yes, Mr. Awesome. Eric is taking care Eric's of us. Totally taking care of us. Yes, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Uh, take care of Eric if you come. I in. love the shirt with the little flying lemon stitched yes, on it. That's I pretty know. awesome. A lemon with <laughs> we'll wings. Have to show that. I am hoping, by the way, that Jeremiah makes it in uh, before the end of the show to hang with us a little bit and, and talk about B and B lemon. Stone has but, done it again. Uh, yeah. So this says on the can it says maroon yourself. Imagine you set sail for a three hour tour. Um, a three let's say from the port of Escondido. Work with us here. The weather started getting rough. 
Your tiny ship, but not lunch, thankfully, was tossed. Long story short, you're marooned on a remote island somewhere near the Tropic of Thunder. The good news is the captain of the SS Stone and her brewing kit, uh, uh, among the small cast of colorful characters that survived the rough voyage with you. A three-hour tour. So in a lager, Ian, they've used citra and mosaic hops along with uh, cashmere, which is one of the newer strains of hops, and they've made... A juicy lager is about the best way I can describe it. It's a little hard to describe because it drinks like an IPA, but it doesn't finish like an IPA. Right. It does have kind Finishes of a like lemony a finish uh, for a lager, but in a great way. But can I say not lemon pledge? Remember we no. talked about this Well, with last week's uh, IPA that we tried. It, it, there were things about it I really liked, but the finish was not lemon, but lemon do furniture you know polish. What, do you know what I liked about that one? About the juicy IPA last Yeah, week? Nothing. <laughs> I didn't like that one at all. But Ian, you like everything. That's what I I've read like in everything. the one-third of one review that I've read about the show, is that you like everything on the show. I liked it a whole bunch. Yeah, uh, you didn't like it at all. <laughs> I actually didn't <laughs> no, like that at all. No, yeah. this now, is but so, I will say, and it just goes to show you how palettes are different. Yeah. You you didn't like it at all. I liked it to a point, but it easily wasn't my favorite. Chris Hart, who Chris was with us, loved, loved it. it he, yeah. he was uh, all a fan of it. So, and Alan I, was in my camp. He was yeah, like, no, well, no, Alan's not an IPA guy. So, uh, but but I think it just goes to show you why reviews can be so subjective. Uh, the other day, I uh, I smoked a cigar that I was thinking about reviewing on the show that I loved. I thought it was terrific, and I went online and read a couple of reviews of it, and they were like, meh. I was like, did they even smoke the same cigar I smoked? I thought it was terrific. So it just goes to show you how different palates can be and how what strikes one person doesn't necessarily always strike the other. True. So True that. We do try generally on the show to review things that we think we'll like, but uh, in the case of the Stone uh, Tropic Thunder Lager, I think we've achieved it. This is 5.8%. So for Stone, that may be one of the lightest beverages they've ever uh, they've Although, ever brewed. That's pretty heavy for a lager. For a lager, <laughs> yes, you're right. Lagers are generally in the did, four vicinity. Stone did yeah. it again. In, in typical fashion, um, I, I don't know that I, there's anything from Stone that I don't like. They're, well, they're always so big, yeah, but they're always... No, no, I'm still working on that. Thank <laughs> you, sir. Um, they're always big. Delicious. They're always yes. balanced. Uh, they're always... Uh, just outstanding for what they do and i don't know how they do it because they make so many ipas which i just don't like as much as you do well right uh, uh, between the two of us here i'm more prone to like the ipas you're more prone to like the barley ones but there are some you're, ipas you really bit, love you're a little bit country and, and i'm a little bit rock and roll and that's what we're well, saying uh <laughs> i didn't realize i was the country i love one. doing that too. i didn't realize i was the country one <laughs> how about how about this uh, you're a little bit uh, trap. I'm a little bit drum and bass. Ah, uh, noted. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I think I used two very obscure uh, uh, references. Well, not that's, obscure. That's, it depends yeah. who you're talking to. Yeah. All right. We'll just move on. You're more conga. I'm more cajon. Oh, there you go. I like that. See, that works. How about that? Works. that? Um, and I will not be singing and dancing at any point <laughs> uh, during the show. I promise you that. Uh, besides being delicious, tequila may help you lose weight. I'm going on that I'm diet. I'm excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk about that coming up. Plus, as I mentioned, Beverly Hills voting to exempt uh, 
cigar lounges from their uh, from their tobacco sale ban. So we'll give you a little bit of the information on that. And uh, also coming up on the show, we're going to be tasting the El Segundo Brewing Surf and Bird Double IPA. Which Surf and Bird. I mentioned, if it said the bird is the word on the label anywhere, I would not have brought it on the show. <laughs> I would have just like... Giving it to a neighbor, or something like I. You know, you're sticking I, that song in my head. Uh well, uh, then I apologize because that that's really a that's really a thing that should never be done to another human being, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. It's like it's like giving you tickets to a Cardi B concert. Yeah, right, right. right. That's it should not never a happen. Thing. It should never happen. Like on the surface, it looks like you're doing something yeah. nice. All right, so I tell you what, we'll take a break. We'll come back and do a little more tasting and uh, tell you a little bit more about what's going on. And by the way, I haven't talked about this yet, but this Southern Draw Cedrus. Wow. That's good cigar. So I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll give you a little more info on that. Uh, coming up next, you are checking out Smoking and Toasting. Thank you. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, episode number 133. And, uh, oh, yeah, sound effect time. I like that. Uh, uh, so Ian's popping open the Bird is the Word double IPA from El Segundo Brewing. While that's happening, let me tell you about the Beverly Hills Health and Safety Commission, tasked by the city council to study and develop a proposal that could ban the sale of all tobacco products in the city of Beverly Hills, voted last Monday to exempt cigar lounges from any kind of a measure like this by a vote of uh, four to one. So they voted to carve out... Uh, the existing cigar lounges uh, when they finalize the tobacco sales law. So there are three of them. I, I just want to point out the real news here, because sometimes you have the news, and then you can read behind the news and see what the real actual news is. Mm -hmm. The real news here is someone in California has sense. Yeah, and amazingly, because I wasn't expecting it in a place where they're trying to ban all tobaccos. I said, because I don't mean that about all Californians. I mean that about, you know, any of the government of California. Let me let me like expand on what you said here, Ian, because I think this is important. Uh, this is a quote from Gary Ross, who is the chairman of the commission, and Ian's going to show the uh, Surf and Bird Double IPA bottle there, which we'll uh, get to that tasting in a moment. Gary Ross is the chairman of the committee that is working on this tobacco sales ban in. Uh, in Beverly Hills. Let me read you what he said, Ian, because you'll find this interesting. He says, I believe in a total exemption for the three existing cigar lounges based on their unique role in the city, based on the fact that they only cater to adults, based on the fact they don't sell cigarettes, based on the fact they don't cater to children and don't even let children in, based on the fact they leave a very small footprint. They're very noticeable. And as two people said today, if we're going after the cigar clubs, we're not being effective at eliminating the things from people that we're trying to keep them from, which is our children, ultimately. Someone in California actually figured out that children don't smoke premium cigars. I, I'm really Amazingly. surprised by that. That, that they figured that, that out? That, well, uh, I, you're not surprised that children don't smoke premium cigars? Yeah, well, they figured it out. It's That they actually had... That they actually had intelligence and information and used it properly. Yeah. Like I know. It's, it's amazing. So here's a guy who's the head of the committee that's supposed to be working on a tobacco salesman, and he actually had common sense when it came to premium cigars. If only the FDA could follow suit. 
If only the FDA. By the way, the three uh, cigar lounges uh, that are excluded, Nazareth's Fine Cigars, the Grand Havana Room, which, by the way, is a very swanky uh, sort of uptown Beverly Hills type swanky. place. Yeah. And the Buena Vista Cigar Club. That place is so cool. We've done a live show from, had a wonderful time, and we will be back at if we are visiting Los well, Angeles yeah, the again owners, they were so anytime nice. soon. So nice. So, uh, so I'm thrilled that they will not have to close down because that would have shut them down. Not being able to sell tobacco products yeah, would have, have just- shut those guys down. So thrilled that that's uh, no longer a thing. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, so, Ian, the Surf and Bird Double IPA is from El Segundo Brewing. El Segundo is in California. And it says, we are stoked to get to, uh, to get to work with a brewery that inspired us back when El Segundo Brewing was just a dream in a garage. The Surf and Bird was drawn by legendary SoCal surf artist Steve Nazar, and you showed this to the camera earlier, uh, famous for the Thriller crew. This hop combo of Citra, Laurel, and Idaho 7 will hit you like a double overload. South Swell. Oh, my God. I didn't read the last four words. Uh-oh. It says bird is the word. I totally would not have brought... The, I, I swear to you I didn't make this up. Like, I, I, I didn't read all the way to the end of that paragraph. I was looking for... Oh, well. Uh, so You Pete, did this to yourself. No, I did. I have no one to blame but myself. Pizza Port Brewing Company. Uh, Pizza Port, just like it sounds. Uh, and El Segundo Brewing teamed up for this. And now I'm going to have to really steal myself. So against, I have to tell you, this. the fact that they put bird as a word on there is a little too obvious. Mm-hmm. It's a little less than clever, but it's hilarious for our purposes today. Yes, it is. Um, that's a damn good IPA. I, I got to tell you, I have to admit that it is. I see. Now I wanted not to like it because it said bird is the word. That is a damn good IPA. That is. And it's a double too. Yes. And you can taste it and it's got that malty like right in the middle profile mm-hmm. and then finishes with that uh, hoppy snap, but but with a little dankness that's real good yes. and doesn't leave you. Doesn't leave you, you know, dry and. It's not a juicy that. by any means, no, but no. it's got a certain amount of that. Uh, the citra hops, I think, uh, give it a certain amount of citrusy vibe. And uh, you're right; it doesn't leave you with that resiny uh, thing, though. It is. Uh, it is viscous for an IPA. <laughs> you're, you're right; it's thick for an IPA. You, uh, normally, IPAs are a little well, and it does come in a bomber, so. You know, they're not necessarily advertising this as well, something you're going to be crushing by the at, beach on the weekend. At 8%, yeah, Despite you don't want Despite the fact that it's the surf and bird and the bird. Trust apparently. me, at 8%, one bottle's enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's a double IPA, uh, but this is really interesting. And I'm, I'm excited uh, about how many of the smaller breweries. El Segundo is a very small uh, California brewery. Pizza Port, I wasn't even familiar with them before uh, picking up this bottle. Uh, but I'm excited about how many of these smaller breweries are collaborating. I find these collaborations to be very interesting. And there are some people who believe, I was reading an article about this earlier this week, there are some people who believe that it's the future of the craft brewing movement is the collaborations between different uh, you know, uh, different breweries. Well, it's a beautiful part of the market because, I mean, you've got all these breweries that create their own um, you know, flagships. For, for the brewery. Sure, yeah. Most breweries will have, at all times, they'll have an IPA and and uh, something on the lighter side and something usually on the maltier side. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then 
they'll have some experiments beyond that. But when you get these collaborations, you have some breweries that are better at, say, maltier beers and some breweries that are better at hoppier beers. Right. You take Stone, some, for example. They're a hoppy beer uh, right, right. brewery. They're That's very, what they do. Very much. And, and when you start blending these things together and you get all these ideas, and I, I can only imagine what the meetings to figure out what we're going to brew are going to be like. I bet <laughs> that is a blast. I bet they know? are, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to figure that the brewmasters take great pride in being able to bring their signature to the collaboration. Absolutely. You know? uh, it, it would, they would have to. They would absolutely. have to. Absolutely. And creating something that really reflects both breweries. And we're seeing this in the cigar industry, too. Yes. With, uh, with AJ uh, with Fernandez. Of, sure, yeah. Blending for everybody. Right. Uh, particularly for... You know, uh, Monte Cristo and uh, uh, H. Upman and some of the others. But we're also seeing some other smaller level collaborations coming about. And I think it's a very Speaking healthy thing. of yeah. A.J. Fernandez, this cigar is outstanding. I love the feel of this. This is a... Now, I'd given you this. This is a New World. The New World. Uh, from uh, from A.J. Fernandez. Uh, that, I believe, is the Toro. And uh, are you finding it to be full-bodied the way uh, the way that I have? Uh, yes. This is definitely... Uh Skip the line just just into full body. I wouldn't say it's the biggest part of full body, but it's right. It's in not there. a diesel, but it's definitely a um, step above the sort of medium to full that things. I smoke First regularly. Off, the, the burn on this is perfect the entire way. I'd use the punch. I don't know if the camera can see that. I I, I'll, I almost always default to a punch, and and it, not for any reason other than I'm a little lazy, and most uh, a lot of the uh, uh, lighters that I have have a punch built in. Right into the so bottom. So that yes. just means one less thing I carry in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I always try a punch first. And then the nice thing about a punch on a cigar is a small, round, uh, perfectly round hole. You don't get a lot of tobacco in your mouth. Those kinds of, it's real clean. But if your draw isn't um, perfect, that way you can always follow it up with a clip and see if that opens it up. And I've had to do that a couple times, and usually it fixes the problem. This I did with a punch. The draw was perfect. Um, I love the, the the appearance of this cigar. The wrapper's a little kind of toothy, oily. Um, the uh, the the severe squareness of it. Mm. I love that. It's like it, the what you might call an extreme almost, box yeah, it's press. An extreme box press. And um, and it is just smoking outstanding. And the interesting thing about the profile on this is the profile uh, was a little bit lighter on the initial light. Some some cigars are usually most cigars are usually a little bigger on the initial light. Mm-hmm. This one was a little lighter on the initial light, and then developed kind of more. Builds as yeah, it goes. Yeah. into it, yeah. and uh, and has just been a wonderful. I mean, there is an oaky richness to this, uh, a mm-hmm. dryness to the finish that I really like. Goes great with all the beers we're having, even with the IPA. Now you know why I'm a fanboy, right? And because yeah, um, AJ knows what he's doing, <laughs> he really does. He does. I mean, uh, I I will tell you that. Of all the cigar blenders that I've smoked enough cigars to be a big enough sample, uh, I think he's been the most consistent. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons that I'm a fanboy. And when I say most consistent, it just simply means that I'm almost sure when I take one of AJ's cigars and clip the end of it that I'm going to enjoy the smoke I'm about to light. You Speaking know? of AJ, I had a, uh, I almost put one in the humidor. I had a, uh, one of the big Man of War um, uh, uh, Solomon's or Ruination Solomon's. Yes, and I love that cigar. As as big and ridiculous as it is, like size and flavor wise, I absolutely love that cigar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something you want to smoke when you're like, okay, I want something full bodied. Yeah, it's not you a know? first thing in the morning cigar. No, no not by <laughs> any means. Even and it's funny because we've met a couple of people that say, yeah, you know what, I, I like smoking a 
a full or a medium to full first thing in the morning. Uh, my you father still don't want to go that one. Yeah, first thing in the morning. You still you still don't want to go with that one, even if even if that's what you like. So, right, right. Uh, well, I have to say I'm impressed enough with the surfing bird that I'm going to forgive them those four words that I didn't believe were there and then discovered. And you're pouring more of an IPA. I'm going IPA. back. This is an outstanding okay, that, IPA. That should tell you a lot right there. This uh, is For a double, I think it's incredibly balanced. Yeah. Because one of the things, I mean, I love IPAs. I, I lean more towards the citrusy stuff. But I will tell you that often when you get into doubles and imperials, I find that they've gone so far into the hop territory that it's interesting to taste, but not something I want to drink regularly. This is something that, again... Apart from the four words, I could drink regularly. <laughs> you know? Um, but I'm you'd have saying. to see those four words. Yes, I would have to see you the four words. just have to words. Take, a, take a Sharpie and take black a Sharpie them out. Take a Sharpie and black them out. I, I could do that. I think it's good enough that I could do that. Okay, we're going to take uh, another break. When we return, uh, we will be tasting Fort George Brewing from Astoria, Oregon. Uh, their Russian Imperial Stout called From Astoria with Love. Plus, I'll be telling you that despite being delicious... Or besides being delicious, I should say. Uh, tequila may also help you lose weight. This is a very exciting story totally to be able to that. share. Uh, so we'll be back with that. Uh, you are checking out Smoking and Toasting. We're live at B&B Lemon in Houston, Texas. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. We are so glad to have you guys uh, hanging out with us as we are live from B&B Lemon. We are brought to you by uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant. We are uh, located at 1814 Washington Avenue uh, in Houston. Uh, B&B Lemons right across the street from there. And B&B is also in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth. We're actually hoping to have, and you never know with Jeremiah. You never know. If he's We're hoping show. to have Jeremiah join us. Uh, if he shows up in this last segment, perhaps uh, that will have happen. But uh, if not, uh, we will be back at B&B in a couple of weeks. So we'll be... Uh, Looking forward to hanging with him and, and getting to do all of that. So, uh, all right, Ian, <clears throat> you know and I'm a, a, I'm a tequila fan. Uh, I am aware of this. I did not know, however, that according to the American Chemical Society, tequila could actually help you shed a few pounds. All right, lay it on me. All right, so the natural form of sugar that's found in the agave plant, which is used to make tequila can actually lower blood glucose levels, according to new research that was presented in a meeting of the American Chemical Society. Agavins, which is the natural form of sugar in the agave plant, uh -huh. are non-digestible and wind up acting as dietary fiber. They also can help you feel fuller, which could help you eat less, according to the, uh, the survey. So... Um, so you're saying have tequila with every meal. Have tequila as often as you can. With, with every meal. Yes, yes, absolutely. Hopefully it will uh, result in weight loss. And you know what? I am going to try it. Don't, don't have tequila with every meal. That's yeah. probably a bad idea. <laughs> oh, come on. How could that be a bad idea? How could that possibly be a bad idea? Let's see. For breakfast, I had granola and tequila. Um, yeah, for lunch. You, you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Uh, Two kolaches and tequila. We're live at B&B Lemon across the street from B&B &B, uh, uh, Butchers and Restaurant in Houston, Texas. Uh, Ian is enjoying A uh, New World by A.J. Fernandez. Mm, I am truly enjoying it. 
I am enjoying the Cedrus from Southern Draw. And I'll tell you, Ian. How do you like that one? This is wonderful. It's got that Maduro goodness that I so crave and enjoy in cigars. It's just got its wonderful earthiness. And it's got a little bit of woodsy uh, yeah. vibe to it that See, I really enjoy. I pick enjoy. up on that woodsy vibe in there, and I really enjoy that mm-hmm. that cigar. That's um, that's one that I pick a few up uh, every time I go into a, a shop that has it. That's interesting because Southern Draw, uh, Southern Draw is a fairly uh, fairly new brand. Uh, uh-huh. I, at least I believe it to be. Yeah, I think they're uh, only a few years old now. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so it's interesting to try uh, this. By the way, speaking of cigar brands and new uh, um, you know, new uh, iterations of cigars. The FDA has approved. Now, understand there's a couple of bills in front of the legislature which would exempt premium cigars from any of the FDA uh-huh. uh, legislation that has been passed. Okay? So if one of those passes, we're in good shape. Uh, however, uh, if neither of them do pass, then this winds up being interesting. Yesterday, or actually it was a couple of days ago now, uh, the FDA proposed a new rule detailing how uh, all tobacco product manufacturers, including cigar makers, should submit their, uh, what's called their substantial equivalence reports, but it's about bringing new products to the market. Uh, It's also opening up a public commentating period for this that has already started, will last through June 17th, to get feedback for this proposed rule. Basically, according to the new rule, uh, which would include basics like brand name, dimensions, wrapper material, along with more ambiguous information like harmful or, or uh, uh, potentially harmful constituents without uh, and characterizing flavors. For producers of premium handmade cigars, product approval is one of the most controversial issues with this whole legislation well, yeah, they're making thing it that's involved. To the point where you can't afford to approve a new cigar blend. Mm-hmm. Lack of clear guidance, they say. Costly testing and slow turnarounds are a few of the problems that they mention uh, when they're speaking out against the FDA's approval plans. Unfortunately, this new proposal doesn't really clarify much, and the words premium cigar aren't mentioned once in the 171-page document. In fairness, the FDA seems to understand this confusion, uh, which is why it may have opened up the public commenting uh, period that says... Uh, and they said in the rule for tobacco products not specifically identified, FDA invites comments and information on the parameters that may be needed. The problem, Drew Newman, who is the general counsel for uh, J.C. Newman Cigar Company, says the problem is that he remains very skeptical about whether it's possible to reliably test premium cigars because making premium cigars is an inherently unscientific process. And the natural variation makes it difficult to figure out a standard Do you think method. maybe an ingredient label would help this? <laughs> oh, well, certainly we know what it's done for Bud Light. <laughs> Except with Bud Light, they apparently aren't even required to put all the ingredients on the ingredient That's label. That's pretty amazing. Which we've talked about. I mean, like, the ingredient label on a cigar package would be pretty pretty small. It would say right. tobacco. tobacco. <laughs> because that's, right. that's literally what's in a cigar. It's tobacco. Mm-hmm. It's a natural product. Right. And it's just tobacco. And, boy, this tobacco is good. This mm-hmm. Southern Draw... Uh, Cedrus, Cedrus, boy, it's good. Boy, it's good. Well, uh, Ian, I think it's time to pass this to you, and I pass it to you with love because it's from Astoria with love. From Astoria with love. We're going to start off by showing the camera. I think you should because this is definitely worth uh, taking a good look at. Let me put it on our expensive expensive beer turner here. Okay, good. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's how that beer turner works. Mm -hmm. Doesn't slip out of my fingers. So Astoria, Oregon is the uh, location for the uh, Astoria, uh, for, I'm sorry, the Fort George uh, Brewing Company. This is their Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, oh, that sounded really good. Huh. That did, didn't it? That sounded wonderful, actually. Uh, it's distributed in the Pacific Northwest, maybe hard to find in other parts of the country. But uh, this is uh, something that's really created quite a stir when it came out. And uh, looking at this, looking at the color of this in the cup, I'm already impressed. Uh, this, this just seems to be right up your alley there, my friend. It, it definitely looks super classic. Uh, yes. Uh, so what, uh, Ian, do you know what a Russian, what does it mean if the Imperial Stout is Russian in style? Wiki Brian, we're going to need you on this one. Save me. <laughs> Says on the can, before Matryoshka, there was a darkness, a stout that we hold dear to our hearts, from the fort to you, from Astoria with love. Forgeorgebrewery.com, from Astoria. Did you get more than one can of this? Uh, actually, I have another can in my refrigerator at home. Should I be planning to gift that to you? This is something. Really? Yeah, this is really, really? special. Uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, so uh, mm. so I'm going to do my first tasting here. Describe what you're getting. I'll tell you what I'm getting right off the bat. Like the multi-profile right up front is not as sweet as you would uh, expect. This has a more burnt caramel kind of finish mm -hmm. to it. Like burnt to the point where that's one of the most prominent flavors, but in such it, a good way. It's not unpleasant at no, all. No, in no, such no, a yeah. good way. The mouthfeel on this is super silky, super... Uh, um, super full. Uh, this is man. I want ice cream with this. Like, yeah, this is so good. It's not though. It's not as sweet as you'd expect. Yeah, I was gonna say sometimes when you get a uh, an imperial stout or a porter, it almost feels like you should pour it over your ice cream because of the sweetness. This is not sweet at all. It's almost no. It's better. bitter like a cup of coffee would mm, yes, be. Yes, yeah. and very very much coffee notes in it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, especially in the aftertaste, you know, after you after you've swallowed, and you're kind of just enjoying what's going on. That coffee kind of comes up. Well, you're so right though about the burnt caramel. Yeah, that, that is the this that is, is the forward flavor. Good. Yeah, uh, you get it on the front, the roasted and then, caramel, and then you know, get it at the end. Yeah, but um, outstanding. And this is one that uh, <laughs> that Wiki Brian, who might actually be working right now, um, would absolutely love. Like this, he would go. He would go distances for this one. Yeah. Well, this is uh, at nine point four too. It's beautiful. pretty big. Yeah, it is big. Honestly, it doesn't taste as big. It's not very boozy as no. nine point four. No, yeah, it's not super right. boozy. It's not boozy. It's not like say a barley wine would give you more of that sort of uh, uh, boozy vibe, head swirling booziness. So, uh, well, yeah, I could drink a lot of this, and um, drinking a lot of it would probably be a mistake. But it's, I'm really uh, like flavor wise, it's just outstanding. I'm really curious to try this. And then take a drink of this mm. uh, All the King Soldiers uh, drink. Interesting with the wine finish on mm -hmm. it and everything. Let's see what happens so, here. Yeah. Drum roll, please. Um, so this is interesting. It almost obliterates it. Really? Yes. Uh, tr try your try your uh, your beer first, and then come back to the cocktail. Um, you get a little bit of the wine vibe uh, that is included in this cocktail, but I lost the uh, 
I lost wow. the whiskey completely. Yeah. I lost the bullet completely. It tastes like it tastes like if you left an ice cube and <laughs> with like with like a half a shot of wine. <laughs> right. And uh, that was a pretty big flavor. It was a very drink big drink, yes. And delicious. This, yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. Those what are, happens those when are you great go on our own, but a little incompatible. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try it with my gin drink though and see what happens. Well, that might be interesting because that's a completely other kettle of fish there. That one cuts right through. Mm. Interestingly enough, that one with the lemon and everything. I would expect the bullet rye to cut through. Cuts right through. Yeah, it's funny. It just yeah. it, it just disappears. disappears. Like you get the wine, but you get none of the bullet. Uh oh. When you're that being said, you know, as, the, as we uh, said earlier too, they don't make their they don't make their cocktails super boozy. The cocktails are for flavor, not for right. being super boozy, and and which is a bonus in a lot of times because if you're out on a date and you're having a few cocktails, you want to be able to have a few, not just one. Right. That's yes, absolutely that'd be awesome. true. Yeah. Um, can we have uh, a cup of ice? Maybe uh, ice water, please. Some lugs. Yeah. Um, it's it's very interesting because um, this. This stout almost feels to me like a very traditional stout. Would you agree with that? Well, so I don't know what the designation. Stouts are big porters. Russian imperial stouts are big stouts. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think stout turned to 11. Thank you, Wiki Brian. Um, so we, uh, yeah, this is every Russian stout that I've ever had is big. And this is right up there with it. This is an outstanding, outstanding beer. Well, uh, while you're enjoying that, let me tell you about a place that we need to put on our uh, two-visit bucket list, Ian. San Diego, East Village. They are preparing to pay homage to that area. And San Diego, by the way, is a craft beer mecca. I, would I haven't say, been to San Diego. I would say that in California, it's it's San Diego is like probably the, that's where Stone is uh, or in the, in that general area. Uh, it's where a number of right. really great craft breweries have have sprung up, even going all the way back to the beginning mm-hmm. of the craft brewing movement. And then you go up to like Oregon and Washington, and there's this whole other hotbed there on the West Coast. But San Diego will be home in the spring and summer of 2020 to the Museum of Beer. The Museum of Beer. Now, we had a couple comments earlier on this. I'm going to try and mm-hmm. scroll back and mm-hmm. see. Because right, there well, are apparently a couple. There's a museum of beer in Pittsburgh, apparently. That makes sense. And there's a museum of beer and brewing in Milwaukee, which, of course, makes also sense. makes sense because that's where Miller is. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the Museum of Beer in San Diego <laughs> will highlight beer, beer history, and the brewing process through high-tech, immersive, and hand-on ex- hands-on exhibits, according to the museum. Virtual reality-based exhibits will also walk you through a brew house and a beer festival and bring you face-to-face with iconic San Diego brewers. Holograms of San Diego brewers. That's pretty cool. I love this idea. That's pretty cool. That's You know what? That's better than my idea of the Here Hold My Beer Museum <laughs> that I had, which has been shot down time and time again, but I still think it's a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah, well. I guess holograms of brewers and stuff might you know, beat that out. But. Guests are supposed to learn how, to, how uh, beer is made, styles of beer, and, of course, San Diego's place in craft beer. History. There'll be self-guided installations, educational sessions, and other beer-themed activities. And you, of course, you have to assume there'll be a tap room. So you know that'll be a, yeah. You would have yeah, to. You, that'll be something to look they forward. You have to. to have something. Thank you very uh, much, Eric. Been a long time coming. Uh, they say in their press release, and they're hoping all beer, beer lovers oh, will uh, visit the over. museum for a taste and experience of what's brewing 
in what they call America's uh, finest city. Uh, there will be, by the way, an on-site beer garden. So uh, think about that. And, and an artisan pizza kitchen, by the way, as well. Nice. Uh, and members I, of the San Diego Brewers Guild will be represented with different brews there. There's a so. bit of a movement been going on with the uh, artisan pizza thing. I've, I've noticed mm-hmm. there's some... There's some uh, some chains and some smaller places that are doing really fun things. I just love the whole idea of the field trip. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the field trip is a wonderful thing. So um, uh, when you're going to a museum, say, Mom, I'm, I'm going to the museum. I'm going to the museum. I'm going to educate myself. <laughs> That's right. And, I will stay uh, and read everything. Never mind that it has a beer garden. <laughs> um, so they're hosting a uh, an open forum uh, where guests can learn more about this, but uh, it is about a year away. Uh, is what we can expect nice. uh, from being open. So interesting uh, that there are beer museums uh, in other places. I would say, as a resident of Texas, I would love to see a Texas beer museum. Uh, uh, that's that was my idea. Hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's oh, a that's, di- a that's a little different. That's a different sort yeah, of museum. I think that's sort of a museum of beer drinkers. Is what that would be. <laughs> uh, but uh, so uh, apparently, we have uh, decided to do a broadcast on Construction Day uh, here at B and B Lemon. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, that just goes to show you they're always working to bring things they're up to the next They're always improving, level. yes. Yeah. Always trying There's to There's no way to be quiet with yeah, a hole so, saw, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> it just, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't work. So, uh, Ian, a very interesting show today in terms of what we've tasted. The cocktails were fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I, Cassidy do, was so fun. Do you have a favorite? Favorite was the, uh, my gin, the gin cocktail. The gin that was, was the, the uh, what do we call it, the... Um, Bell of the ball. The bell of the ball. Yes. And that's apparently their uh, most popular cocktail. Yes. Here. Uh, and so next time I come in here, I'll walk swaggeringly up to the bar and say, I'll have, I'll have the a bell, bell of, the ball. of the ball. Yes. <laughs> the bell uh, of the that ball. That works. So those were great. I think we particularly enjoyed uh, the beers today. The Tropic Thunder yeah, Lager was quite good. Yeah, the beers were outstanding, good. yes. Uh, the uh, Surf and Bird was uh, surprisingly wonderful. And the uh, from Astoria with Love... Imperial Stout uh, was uh, pretty hard to say no to, and I'm going to tell uh, I'm going to tell Brian if I can talk you out of that other uh, a story with love. Me and him are going to share that. And All he's right, gonna that sounds like freak a freak out on how good that, that is. That sounds like a plan. I will I will reserve that for you, my friend. Uh, he deserves at least a beer from us by yes. now. Oh yeah, for all of the uh, <laughs> for all of the help. He he's essentially the research director of the show. That's so. right. He's our bat cave. <laughs> he really is. He's the he's the big craze that. Uh, that Bruce Wayne has down in the back end. That's right. Um, so uh, I do want to thank um, our uh, hosts here at B&B Lemon who have been more than gracious uh, and want to thank Chastity for uh, uh, for helping us out with the drinks and putting things together. And, and Eric for taking care of our table. Ian, take a look at that. Uh, you mentioned that they have a, uh, a brunch. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. So they just started brunch. Take a look at some what's on that uh, menu before we go. They just started a brunch here a few weeks ago, and... Um, with with everything else that they serve, I'm, I'm assuming it's outstanding. They got some of the like starters. They got pigs, uh, pigs in a blanket, French onion croissant, mm. uh, beignets, uh, brulee, grapefruit. I have no idea what that is, but that sounds pretty brulee. intense. Brulee, Brian, help us with brulee. Oysters, uh, blue crab beignets, mm. bacon parmesan. Well, we, we had tried that, that earlier. Yeah, we had yeah. that earlier. That was, that pretty, was just the wrong. Pretty on so They got some soups and salads that look really good. Uh, and I will mention, I've had their oysters on the half shell here, and they're quite good. They oh, do. they got bagel and lox. I love oh, that. See? All right. So so this is a good place to be. <laughs> the croaked toad, open-faced <laughs> with uh, Gruyere, ham, and bechamel. 
Yes, I um, love it. Corn beef Benedict. I'm all over that with green with grain mustard hollandaise. I'm. I love it. I'm love coming it. in this weekend. Yes. Uh, oh, it's a great place to visit. And you know the cocktails alone. We only tried three. They had what did you say? Eight or nine uh, signature cocktails. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so a lot to try. Check this out. A lot out. to sample. Crawfish hatch. Crawfish hash with poached eggs and blackened hollandaise. What's not to like? Yeah. What's not to like? You're not going to lose weight on that, though. You're going to have to drink tequila with it <laughs> to, yeah. to balance say, it. Get the tequila. That'll balance <laughs> it out. Uh, I'm sure they can help you out with some good tequila. I uh, want to say thanks to Adam on the Wheels of Steel for uh, setting up the broadcast this week. Uh, we appreciate it. Next week, we'll be in the studio, and our guest will be Jared Hempstead from Balcones Whiskey. Oh, I'm excited uh, about now, that. Now, Jared was going to be on the, uh, on the show a little bit earlier but had a, a sort of an interesting and unfortunate uh, incident <laughs> that kept him from being able to be on when he was scheduled the first time. And uh, I'm going to leave it up to him whether he wants to tell the story or not. <laughs> so maybe we'll get him to tell that story uh, next week. Of course, some more great beers and things to try. And special thanks again to Jeremiah uh, and to uh, Brian, the manager here yes. at, uh, at uh, B&B Lemon. Uh, and everyone here has been also, very accommodating and wonderful. Good things to come for smoking and toast. And uh, thanks again to Chris Hart and Alan Denny for the Houston Whiskey Social. Uh, you guys uh, provide a platform for us to make so many uh, contacts and keep our show going mm-hmm. uh, and introduce us to so many people. So we walked around and talked to a lot of the distillers uh, at the show. We've got a whole you know pocket load of contacts to follow up on over the next uh, bunch of months. That's Absolutely. Be really nice. And coming up in a couple of weeks, Matt Booth from Room 101 will talk tobacco with us and uh, we'll talk about why he was just so incredibly fond of Ian. Uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Also, uh, last shout out, um, I am uh, doing the MS150 this year. For those of you that have already donated, thank you so much. Um, and uh, that do- those donations are still uh, the donations are still open until the end of April, and if you go buy the new potato and have any of the Bell's beer, a dollar of that per beer will be going into my donation fund as well. I set a goal of $5,000. I believe I'm at $125 right now. So if anybody out there is you feeling ways it, to go, but, going but to the MS-150 yeah. fund, that'd be great. And, uh, and I've been training, and uh, you know I'm doing a pretty comfortable 50 miles right now. And You're doing good. I'll have, yeah, I've got the rest of the month to do uh, more training. Well, uh, Ian, I uh, wish you well for that, and I will be uh, donating to the cause as well. Thank you so, so much. Looking forward to that. And uh, we want to thank, again, all the folks at B&B Lemon. And uh, we wish you the best. Have a wonderful week, my friends, and uh, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.